0: Feet, let's honor the word and let's give Mundo a big welcome as he comes to the platform. Welcome to church. So good to be with everybody. You can be seated. It's good to be back in California. I was I actually grew up in the Bay Area, Northern California. But I got to admit, y'all got better weather down here. So. Uh, you're blessed. Um, it's good to be here. Good to be back. We've been here before and uh, bring greetings from Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome to all those joining in online as well. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about it this morning. woke up early praying for you, praying for our time together, and just thought, man, I love church. Yeah. And just think of the power that church has. And, you know, I think of that Psalms in Psalms 26 where he says, I love your house, Lord, the place where your glory dwells. And so, Come on, you started Daylight Savings. You didn't let Daylight Savings hold you back. You're here in God's house. You know, I'm always like, am I winning, Lord? You're winning. Today, you say, I'm winning today. I beat Daylight Savings. So um, I love hearing everything that's going on with your church. You know, met a lot of your team. And uh, love hearing about what you're doing with food, with love. I mean your trucks and responding in a season of hurting. I think that's where the church rises up and is the church, right? We always say this. We don't want to just have church. We want to be the church. Can I get an amen? And uh, and I and I gotta say this. We love your pastors. You have. The best pastor, second best pastor. My pastors are the best pastors, but they are amazing people. And I was thinking about them last night and just thinking of words that come to my mind when I think about Pastor Jonathan and Diane. I think of faithfulness. I think of honor. I think of uh, uh, hospitality. uh, I think of battle-tested. And and I just think they're amazing people, and I just want to honor them. I think we ought to thank God for them. Come on, can you thank God for your pastors? And... uh, You know, Pastor Jonathan was just talking about, you know, uh, our partnership and our churches together. And I just think, uh, you know, I think when I think of Pastor Jonathan, I think he he is the real most world's interesting man. And uh, and he's a blessing to our team. Um, Every time he comes around, he drops these one liners. And you're like, man, that was awesome. And uh, he's just an encouragement to our team now that we have uh, campuses around the United States and in different parts of the world. And he just He's just, both of them are just traveled and experienced and, uh, and just faithful. And I think you ought to thank God that you get to be a part of a local church that has leaders like they have and like you have. So, um, well, if you have your Bibles, why don't you open up to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12 and, uh, title the message, how to win the day, how to win the day. You know, sometimes you're like, well, how do I win in this season? How do I, how do I make it ahead? How do, how do I do what God wants me to do? And, uh, and uh, I read this quote, C.S. Lewis says, you can't go back and, ch- and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Yeah. You know, so many of us live with regret and there's nothing you could do about the past. Yeah. How many of y'all, when you think about the past, you cringe? I think about my past in moments, and I'm like, how did I ever do that? How was I ever with those people? How did I ever find myself in that circumstance? But I can't stay there. I can't live in regret. I can't live in that land. I can't live in tomorrow and think about, well, how's that going to work out? How's this? And there's so many situations that are always happening. What I can do is make the most of today. I can make the most of what God has in front of me. You know, the reality is that the, if, if the enemy can get you focused on the past or the future, you'll miss out what God has for you today. Yeah. And, uh, and, or, or worse yet, you'll just get busy yeah. and not be focused on the things that you need to be focused on. That's one of my biggest fears, that I'll be busy doing stuff, but I'm not doing what God wants me to be doing. You know, I've been challenged lately that when people ask me how I'm doing, instead of saying, well, I'm just busy, that's our natural reaction, right? Don't we all just feel busy sometimes? You're like, just busy. I'm running here, the kids, and this, and school, and work, and this, and blah, blah, And, you know, and I, I don't want to be busy. I want to be intentional. I want to be about what my father's business and what he has me to do. I read this quote that said, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And uh, sometimes we think we're so voiding sin But it's sometimes the busyness of life that can get us off track and get us on the wrong things. And he doesn't have to make you sin or go do some big things. It's like sometimes we're building all these barriers around the big sins. But it's the Bible says it's the little foxes that come in and spoil the vine. And so, you know, we get busy with things that have no eternal value or things that will have no impact when it comes to eternity. uh, Worthless things, momentary things. Uh, but both sin and busyness really have the same effect. They cut your connection off with God wow. and with the people that we're called to do life with. And and I just think that that's awesome that the word of for the year for you guys is to be in, to engage. And I think if we're going to win the day, we have to be fully engaged with what God has for us. I was thinking of that scripture that says now is the time of God's favor. Now. Is the day of salvation because you can't win yesterday, you can't, but you can redeem it with what you do today. You can't focus on tomorrow. There's no grace there, but we can make a difference in today. And so let's read in Romans chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, if you have your uh phone, whatever way medium you use to read scripture, but I'm just gonna read a portion of scripture here. I mean, I don't know. It's OK to read the word of God in church. Right. Sometimes you're like, that's a long scripture. Well, I mean, we are in church. It's all right to read scripture. Right. Uh, all right. Here's what it says. Romans chapter 12, verse nine. It says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Right there, man. That's like worth the whole day right there. Let's just hate What is evil instead of hating people, instead of hating different agendas, let's just let's just hate evil. Let's hate the what evil does, and let's cling to good. Let's hold on. I love that picture of clinging, just not letting go of good and deciding I'm gonna hold on to good. Listen to this. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Not worldly love, not lustly love. Can I get an amen? Brotherly love. Some of y'all woke up, lust, what? Um, I know how that is honor one another above yourselves never be lacking in zeal come on can you say that never, never. nunca never be lacking I was for Carlos. never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord listen to this be joyful in hope patient in affliction can I get an amen faithful in prayer share with God's people who are in need practice hospitality Bless those that persecute you. Oh, and it's getting harder and harder right here. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Mourn with those that mourn. I mean, this is a great game plan for life right here. Listen to this. Live in harmony with one another instead of arguing about things that don't matter. Any of y'all competitive and you just argue about stuff that you really don't care but you're just trying to win? Anybody else like that? I confess. Sometimes I'm like, it really doesn't matter. You know one of the things that I've learned lately to say that helps me not be so competitive. You could be right. That could be true. I may be wrong, right? There is the chance. In my mind, I think there's like a 1%, maybe less than 1%. But that 1%, you're right. I could be wrong, you know? Sometimes I get in fights with my wife, and I'm like, oh, no. You're not going to win. No, mm, no. I'm just confessing. I confess all the time. I just be honest. We're in church, so it's good to confess. So, uh, it says this. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everybody. You know, the biggest thing we could do is to do right even when no one's looking. Because that's who we really are. But it says here, in the eyes of everyone. Right. When you're at the store, when you're checking out and your Starbucks drinks take too long or when you're trying to get on the plane and they're opening up all your stuff and you start to get in the flesh. Can I get an amen? Some of you are like, why are you digging on me? Uh, It says this verse 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. See, it, it doesn't say do what's out of the possibility, but it's but what's possible with you, you do that. Do not take revenge, my friends. And this is awesome. leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, not you. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Now, I don't give him my stuff, right? But scripture says this is how we ought to live. In doing this, you want, our, you want to make a difference? In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And this is my this is the key verse. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word that it is living and active and it has the power to change our lives. Lord, we open our hearts to you today. Lord, we pray. Have your way in our minds, in our hearts, in our emotions, in our soul. Lord, we we say, Lord, not our will, but your will. Lord God, we thank you for this time in your word, the living word of God. In Jesus name. Amen. Not long ago, I was flying uh, with our whole family. Uh, my wife and I have four kids. I have a 14-year-old. I have an 11-year-old and a twin 9-year-old girls. Yes, pray for me. And uh, so we got on the plane, and it's like a it's like a feat just to get on the plane with everybody's stuff. Like the girls got multiple bags. I'm like, we're going to the beach. We don't even need that much stuff. They got tablets, and it's just so complicated. We get on the plane. They start handing out peanuts and drinks and And, uh, you know, once we're in the air and I'm thinking, okay, everything's calm, everything's good, I can take a little nap. The flight's not that long from Memphis to Florida. And as soon as I fall asleep, I mean, it's just like a matter of seconds, all of a sudden I feel a big jolt. And the plane literally dropped. This only happened to me a few times in my life. It dropped maybe 20 feet. And uh, all I i was asleep, so I didn't see it happen, but I heard the shrieking and the screaming. And I saw drinks in midair and peanuts everywhere and my kids' tablets everywhere. And I just heard screaming. I woke up, and I just looked at my kids. They were right next to me. There was two of my kids next to me, and my wife with our two kids were sitting in front of me. And I just was like, it's okay. God will protect us. And then I looked at my wife through the crack of the, the of the seats, and she was like, that was so scary. And I was like, I know. And in that moment, I just was like, oh my gosh, but I just had to react with my kids because I know based on my reaction, they will take their cues. And doesn't it feel like in this season, in this COVID environment that we find ourselves, like the whole world got on a plane and drove into a storm and just fell out of the sky and everybody's peanuts are everywhere and drinks (laughs) and people are screaming and masks are everywhere. Sir, put your mask up. And everybody's freaking out about every little thing. And uh, and I think it's when we go through these difficult moments, when mo- when things don't happen the way we thought, when the timing didn't work out the way we wanted it to be, when people took advantage of us, when people cheated us, when it didn't go the way we had it in our mind. That's where we need to go back to what the truth and the Word of God says, that we aren't to worry and we aren't and we aren't to fret about tomorrow and we can't change what happened and and we can't affect everything that that could have happened it could have would have should have you can't live in that land you got to say okay what do i do today because here's what i know and maybe this is an encouragement for you because i think sometimes we find ourselves saying why why lord but the bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust Right? In the land of the living, it happens to all of us. But here's what the also the Bible says, that when there's darkness, light shines brighter. Where sin increase, grace increase even more. Come on, it's time for us to be the church and not just have church. And to realize that every moment that we're awake, everybody around us, we're to be living Romans 12. To live this, so our love is sincere, where we're hating what's evil. Instead of hating on people and getting on Instagram and fighting everybody and talking about the latest agenda and things that really don't matter yeah. but to love our enemies and to pray for them yeah. and to cling yeah. to what is good and, right. Right. and where there's darkness and uncertain times that's where we're reminded the Bible says we're the light of the world. Yeah. We are the light of the world. We're the only Jesus as some people will see. When we walk into a room, we got to think, I bring the, I know God's everywhere, but how many don't know? You can lift the room by your attitude, by your expectation. Sometimes just walking into a room saying, it's going to be a good meeting. Let's pray. Let's believe that it's going to be different. And people are like, all right a little too much espresso in your life, you know? Uh, People for years have been telling me, you're Latino, you need to calm down. I'm like, I'm not gonna calm down because I remember how I used to live for the enemy. I'm not gonna be quiet. I'm not gonna be all domesticated and put together and be so polished that it's all clean and cut, right? So how do we win the day? I'm glad you asked. I think the number one thing we need to do is to keep the right focus. Keep the right focus. You know, what do you do when things, when things seem so out of focus? You know, maybe you have an iPhone or your phone, and when you're taking a picture, what do you do? You just got to click the center. You just get back to the center of things. You know, one of my favorite things right now is when we do Zoom calls. Anybody do Zoom calls in the past whatever three years that we've been doing Zoom meetings? And uh, one of my favorite features, maybe you don't know about this, but you can blur the background behind you. And where they just focus on you. I love it because when I'm in my room or I'm at home or wherever I am, I don't want them focusing on my stuff or my bedroom or anything. I want them focusing on me, focusing on the conversation. And I think sometimes we need to just bring things back into focus and keep the right focus in every season. Proverbs 19:23 says the fear of the Lord leads to life. Listen to this. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. See, I think the fear, the honor of the Lord, the respect of the Lord is always the key to keep things in focus, to keep things where they should be. The fear of the Lord, the reverence, the respect for the Lord and His ways. Come on. How many of you know peace isn't the goal in life? Happiness isn't the goal in life. That's a bad, that's a bad life goal. Those are byproducts of doing God's thing, God, doing things God's way and following his words. See, I think sometimes when things are maybe chaotic instead of trying to say speak peace over them, we just need to bring order to things you think about in the book of genesis when you read in the very beginning of time that the earth was formless and empty think about this darkness was over the surface of the earth (laughs) feels like today right where darkness is just over the earth and it says this but the spirit of god was hovering over those waters and think about this god didn't speak peace he didn't say i speak peace No, it says that he brought order. He separated the light from the darkness. He separated the skies from the waters. He separated the ground from the water so that the land could produce life and peace and it was good. See, when we keep the right perspective and focus... It won't be the the medicine that brings the right, the real resting peace. It won't be another relationship. It won't be closing another deal. It won't be another vaccine and the third booster and the fifth booster. No, it's honoring the Lord first. It's keeping the right focus in our lives. No, it's not you making it all happen. It's honoring him. The Bible says if I seek him first, he'll add everything else to me when I need it. See, I wrote this in my notes. Trouble doesn't have to trouble you. You know, the Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians, it says that we are not like those that mourn within, without hope. Even when disaster strikes, even when people are mourning, we mourn with those that mourn, but we mourn with hope. And we mourn with expectation that God can always turn around a circumstance. And even though it may look like the finality of a situation, how I many of know this isn't, this isn't the end? He's coming back. We have an eternal perspective that he who rose from the dead is coming back for his church. There can be peace in the storm. That's why Psalms 23 says, Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You know, sometimes we just stand on the promises as you're walking through those valleys. There have been seasons in my life where I'm like, it feels like darkness is all around me. And I'm going to stand on the truth because it's the truth that brings freedom. It's the truth that brings light. It's the truth that brings the correct focus and helps me in the dark season. So it helps us to be able to yield to God's agenda. Because how many of you know, uh, our agenda is not always God's agenda, right? How many of you have figured out our timing is not God's timing? And it, it just never, I don't think it's ever happened the way exactly I thought it was going to happen. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's always better when I just have no expectations of how it's going to happen. Because then whatever happens, I'm like, wow, that was awesome. You know? Uh, you ever, somebody ever tell you about a restaurant and they hype it up so much that even if it was good, it was, if they did like, made it so hype that it was like, ah, I mean, it was all right. I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like the best thing ever. But when somebody's like, hey, you, go, you need to go check out this restaurant, they don't really give you a lot of context. And you go and your mind is blown. You're like, that was amazing because you didn't have it made up in your mind how it was going to be. And I think too many times we decide for God how it should all lay out. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this story in the Bible of a man named Jacob who at the end of his life, when he thought things should have worked out the better, it seemed like everything was unraveling. You know, it seemed like it seemed like he had lost his son, Joseph, who he thought was dead. There was a pandemic in the whole land. There was no food. And he sends his sons to Egypt and they don't come back with his youngest son. How many know that's a bad day when your youngest son whom you love the most? The Bible says that, you know, it's like I know we're not supposed to have favorites, but Benjamin was his favorite. And uh, and uh, and this is what it says in Genesis chapter 42, verse 36. Their father, Jacob, said to them. You've deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. Have you ever felt like that? Everything is going wrong. Nothing is going the way I thought. I feel like this whole past season, it's like that, in business, in church, in relationships. Everything seems like it's not going the way it should be going. Jacob perceived it one way, but how many of you know God always perceives it another way. Everything is against me. No, av- actually everything's working for the good for those who love Christ Jesus. You think everything's against you, but the reality reality is God is working everything for your good. Sometimes you just got to trust what you can't trace. You got to be able to see it by faith and realize that God is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him and you cannot come to him without faith. How many of you know we are faith-filled people? We are believers because we believe, come on, you can never get to the point where I believed enough. I've had enough faith, I'm just going to chill out. No, until, as long as we're on this planet, how many of we? we need to keep being believers? We need to keep lifting the environments and lifting people's souls, right? We don't give in to shame, but we live in humility, and humility refuses to let shame take control. You may be a fighter, you may be somebody that naturally is skilled or has abilities, but I'm here to tell you, even you will grow tired and, we- yeah. and weary, the Bible says. Everyone has a limit. Christ has no limits, but we have limits. I heard somebody say, your breaking point could be your breakthrough point. The minute you stop trying, the minute you stop striving just in your flesh then God maybe could start moving. And I'm not saying that we need to be lazy and sit around. I think we do our part, but how I many you know, God can, if we don't do our part, many times God won't do his part. And many of us are waiting around for God to do something. If we would just walk in obedience instead of just striving in the flesh and obedient to what he's called us to do, you would see the breakthrough that we've been believing for. And, you know, moments like this where, you know, Jacob at the end of his life realized, no, actually God was setting everything up and my son, Joseph, was not dead. He was alive. And God sent him ahead to help us in the pandemic. And everything turned around. And the end of his life was better. But it didn't look good for a while. But he had to stand on God's promises. And here's the thing. He had to be obedient and, and humble enough to go to Egypt even when he was, didn't need to. And he went. And God turned things around. See, I think what Scripture says here is in Romans 12:9 that we need to cling to what is good. Hate what is evil, detest all ungodliness and not tolerate wickedness, the Amplified Version says, and we hold tightly to what is good. I think sometimes we tolerate things that we should detest and it's holding us back. Someone here today may be asking why, God, but I would ask, what are you tolerating that's holding you back in your life? What are you making room for that you shouldn't be making room for? See, I think sometimes instead of wallowing in our despair, we need to be shouting for joy. The psalm says, I love one version, it says, shout for joy. Sometimes you begin to say, I'm not going to wait to feel joy to start shouting. I'm going to shout to get joy. I'm going to shout and give him praise because he deserves it. I'm going to bring things back into the right focus so that I can win the day and not wait until things do get better. Number two, how do you win the day? You keep in step with God's people. I think so many times we get out of step or out of rhythm. One of my friends who's a Christian psychologist says, when you feel like things aren't right, when things aren't moving forward in your life, just do a little inventory of what's out of rhythm in my life. When it comes to my, my, my physical body, my emotion, my mind, my relationships, Every, you start to look at your finances. What's out of rhythm? Get those things in order. Get a rhythm to it and you, and stay in step and, and, and things can come back together. Romans 12, we read it already. It says, be devoted to one another. Share with the Lord's people. Live in harmony with one another. See, I think the Bible is full of all these one another promises. We can't do it by ourselves. We can't just do it isolated. We have to keep in step with God's people. Sometimes we're keeping in step with the wrong people. We're dancing with the wrong people. We need to be in step with God's people because here's the reality, it's the pace that wins the race. It's not about intensity, it's about consistency. And keeping that consistency. I was actually reading Leviticus. You know, sometimes I read Leviticus and I'm like, God, why did you put Leviticus in the Bible? It's just like, oh man, one more slaughter and one more goat and doves. And I, I'm like, I'm lost. Anybody else? Like every time in my Bible reading plan, I'm like Leviticus. Good night. I'm going to have to read a song before to get ready for Leviticus. But I was reading Leviticus the other day and <laughs> Lo and behold, there's great things in Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 26, it says, Five can chase a hundred, but 100 can put 10,000 to flight. That's That's like a 400% increase in effectiveness and power when there's unity when we're keeping step with god's people when there's connection see there's power in presence in doing life with other people and keeping in step instead of isolating and i'm gonna wait i'll see y'all when this is over i'll be back no it's now is the time now is the day of salvation it's pace that wins the race consistency gets you further than intensity consistency and being around God's people living in harmony staying in sync staying in stride with those around you you know I love this psalm psalms 36 it says how priceless is your unfailing love oh God people take refuge in the shadow of your wings listen to this they feast in the abundance of your house there's nothing like eating a good meal by yourself but how many you know it's much better when you have other people yeah that you can eat that meal we were talking about last night about just the power of sitting around the table and how often jesus would just sit around the table and the ministry that would happen there is abundance in his house and there's something about being with other people listen you give them drink from the river of delights for with you is the fountain of life in your light we see light come on if you've lost your stride Get back in your stride. Yeah. Decide, you know what? I'm going to get things in focus. Yeah. I'm going to stay, in, yeah. I'm gonna stay in at the right pace with God's people. Yeah. You know, because here's the deal. The storms, every time there's storms, how many of y'all know? You, you, there are times you can't cross over unless you, 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 you have to cross over to be able to get through the storm. And it helps to have other people with you. Um, he says this in Romans 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. You can't pro- practice hospitality by yourself in your house, right? There is something about bringing people into your house. But what about the And Did you did you use the antibacterial? You know, it's like you can practice hospitality in different forms. All right, number three, we're going to finish with this. Keep being the difference. He says, overcome evil with good. Instead of cursing, bless. Instead of hoarding, Instead of just keeping it all to yourself, giving drink. See, fear is such a crippling thing. At the very beginning of COVID, my parents were really sick. And at that time they were living, they weren't living close to me. And I'm I'm not, I'm not going to, I just got to be honest. When I heard that they were just really bad off and, and they were going to the hospital and essentially they went to the hospital and they said, look, if we take you in, you may never, you may never get out. So why don't you just go home and and, and just ride it out? And I remember them calling me, just despairing their voices. And and, uh, I remember thinking, you know what? No, I'm not going to let fear cripple me. I'm not going to let fear reside in my heart. And I just started to stand on his word. Regardless of what happened, I was like, no. God's going to do this and I just started speaking life and I just said, you know, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to believe for them. I'm not going to let fear grip me. And I think we always have a decision in every season. Are we going to be the difference? Are we going to make a difference? Are we going to be the ones that stand up and are faithful and speak life into 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 death and speak hope into hopelessness? You know, the psalm says, I will not fear. I will not fear because when you place correct faith in the one who has the power Fear has no room in your life. We overcome evil with good. I'm gonna close with this scripture here Revelations 22, verse 12 through 13. It says, He is coming. He will reward you according to what you have done not what you believe not what you hope for of what you have done. He has the final say. He is the alpha and the beginning. Come on, he is the he is the beginning and the end and will finish, listen to this, the good work that he's begun in you. Come on. It is time. For us to say we're going to keep the right focus, we're going to keep in step with God's people, and we're going to keep being the difference. The more hunger there is, the more people we're going to feed. The more hopelessness there is, the more we're going to press in and invite people into God's house so that they can experience hope, so that they can experience Christ and in our own families. Making sure that we're causing in a moment where the sky, where it feels like planes are falling out of the sky, where we just can assure the people around us, you know what? God is faithful. Yeah. It may not look good, yeah. but God is faithful. Yeah. He is just. The Bible says He is faithful to a thousand generations. And yeah. I want to take some time just to pray for you. Maybe you bow your heads wherever you are, if you're watching or wherever you're seated. And I just want to pray for you. And I just believe uh, that. Uh, God, this morning as I was praying and and preparing for today, that God just spoke that scripture in Hebrews 6 that says that he is a rewarder. Of those who earnestly seek him. He is a rewarder. You can trust him. Maybe you've felt despair. Maybe you have felt like things have not been the way you thought. Maybe things have fallen apart. Maybe a relationship has been lost. Maybe somebody has died in your life. And I'm here to tell you God is still faithful. He's so good. Today is a refocused moment, maybe for all of us. Even as I was preparing, I was thinking of situations that seemed so dark, that seemed so lost. And I just started to build myself up in the faith. I started to say, No, God. You are faithful, you are able, you began a good work, in me, you're going to finish that good work. and Father, I pray for everyone here today. I pray, Lord, for those that may be facing dark situations, those that feel maybe like they're in a, a season where things are it's a fight, Lord or or where there's been brokenness, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you are the one that can restore, that you are healer, that you're the one that that rose from the dead and conquered death, and it reminds us that death can't hold you back. Pain can't hold you back. That you made a way for us that we would have connection. And today, we're listening to your word. We're here. The fact that we're here, we're, we're so thankful, Lord God, that you've given us another day. And I pray, Lord, for anyone that may be in that season of, of, of a battle, Lord, where they're dealing with maybe somebody who needs healing. As a matter of fact everybody's heads about maybe if you have someone you're like you know i'm believing for somebody to be healed can you just raise your hand maybe it's a parent maybe it's a loved one. maybe it's you I just want to pray for you father i just pray for every hand that's raised i just believe that you can heal that you can touch that by your blood lord we're made whole lord by your stripes Lord, we remember lord there is power in your blood power in your broken body lord and we just believe for healing, for you to intervene, for you to turn circumstances around. We plead your blood over every person, Lord, who has their hand up, for every loved one, for every friend, for someone who's in the middle of it right now, for everyone in this room, for everyone watching, Lord God, that you can touch them, Lord, make them whole. We thank you that you can do it, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray for those that are here and maybe they feel like they've gotten things out of focus. Maybe they find themselves separated from you. I want to just take a moment and pray for you and for those that uh, maybe feel disconnected from God. Maybe for you, if you were to be honest, in this past season, things have gotten you off track. Uh, Maybe you've disconnected from the things of God, from the people of God, and you need to make a fresh start with God today. We just believe God's here. His presence is here. He loves you. He's so for you. And he wants you, he's reaching out to you. But the Bible promises, it says that if we confess our sins, our shortcomings, he is faithful and just to forgive us and make us whole, cleanse us. And I just believe that can happen for you. Maybe you're here or you're watching in online and and you've never made that decision to make Jesus Lord of your life. And if you were to be honest, you're not where you should be. The Bible promises that he can forgive you of your your sins, of your past, he gives you a fresh start today and he gives you hope for your tomorrow. But it starts in moments just like this where you would say yes to him. No one else can do it for you. Can't be your mom, can't be your parents. It can't be somebody else, your spouse. You have to make that personal decision to make Jesus Lord of your life, to make a fresh start for him, maybe today, This Daylight Savings Weekend is a fresh start for you, a fresh start with God, a fresh start with church, a fresh start with the Word of God, a fresh start starting to believe and hope for things, better things in your life. And so here's what we're going to do in just a moment. I'm going to lead us through a prayer, but before we do, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond. We're going to pray what we call a fresh start prayer, a prayer of new beginnings. And so whether you're coming back to the things of God, Or maybe you're coming, you're saying, yes, for the first time you're making that decision. We just believe it can be a whole new day for you. So here's what I'm going to do. With No one looking around front to back, side to side, wherever you are in this room. or If you're watching online, if you know you need to make a fresh start with God, this is a fresh start Sunday for you. This is a new beginning for you. Can you just shoot your hand up and say, that's me. Please include me in this prayer. I need to make a fresh start with God. Go ahead and respond. Thank you so much. Anybody else say, that's me. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Thank you so much. Awesome. So good. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray this prayer all out loud together and celebrate with those that are making this decision. Can you pray this with me? Say, dear God, God, I thank you you for sending your son to die die on the cross cross and rise again. again. I ask you to forgive me 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 of all my sins. sins. Cleanse me. Make me whole. whole. And give me the strength to to live for you all all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Come on, can we celebrate all those that prayed that prayer? Yeah. Come on, let's put our hands